just two regular dudes from a state far away. I wouldn't want to live in. They DJ and lift weights. They think they are so great, but no one cared about their opinions. So they start a podcast, I-O-L-T-O-S. I only like their old stuff. That's what they'd say. Whether they hate or hype, they're almost never fuck around and find out all right that's we're recording <laughs> oh okay all right, all right. hello uh, hey hello well hello this was our we were at, had our non-radio voice on for a second now got that i was trying to think of a good uh start off strong for easter since today's easter happy easter happy easter yeah um uh, but i couldn't think of one no i mean peter cottontail that old classic you know what Easter makes me think of? What? And I'm about to, I'm, I'm going to put a picture of him up on uh, Instagram. It's uh, MC Hammer. <laughs> MC Hammer. MC uh, Hammer. Um, tell me, have you seen in, her? <laughs> when I was in fourth grade, yeah, my mom told me on Easter Sunday that for Easter, they got me tickets to go see MC Hammer in concert. Oh, wow. That was the only Easter gift, you know, like I, we don't really do gifts so much. I think they, they knew he was coming to town. They knew I was a big fan, you know, and so it was like, quote unquote, for Easter, you know? Yeah. Um, you didn't get the Easter baskets and stuff like that when you were a kid? I would, uh, well, to be honest with you, what I would do as a kid is we would have, you know, Easter egg hunts and they'd be the plastic eggs with stuff inside of them. Yeah. We got coupons. <laughs> yeah. for not having to do our chores uh, okay so like good for one night of no dishes or good for one morning and not having to make your bed so yeah. on and so forth sometimes we get a quarter 50 cent um did you grow up in the 1950s the... <laughs> that's how my mom did it man <laughs> that's how my sometimes mom did there was it. a and slice then... of a fresh orange in in one of them. <laughs> yeah well so one year one year it was I got in the egg. It said "good for one one dog." What? And so yeah, we went to the pound, and that's when I got Sadie. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, yeah it was really cool. Um, but yeah, most of the time it was just it was just <laughs> loose change and coupons, fucking paper clips. Yeah, <laughs> they cleaned out the couch. Uh, they were like, "Oh, put it in the eggs, <laughs> some peanuts, yeah, a couple of peanuts." <laughs> yeah. yeah, what about you? Uh, me? Yeah, yeah. My my, my mom would always kind of go. I mean, not crazy, but like she she'd go out. She would she. I got the chocolate Cadbury eggs and stuff like that. You know, mm. little crunchy ones. The one, not not the cream eggs. Oh, the, the uh, malted milk ball. Kind, yeah, like that. I, lo- I love those still to this day. So, and then I, I would get usually it. get some kind of like kite or some kind of outdoor toy since it's spring and oh. like that. So, that was always fun. Yeah, no, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. 
It's free fun. I mean, the funny thing is, like, I mean, name another holiday that's just really falling off the map for everybody that's like no longer religious. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I mean, Christmas still sticks around. It's like Christmas is bigger than the than the religious part of it, but Easter kind of yeah is a whole different ball of wax. You you really still got to be riding for Jesus if you're out here. Yeah, or I yeah, guess yeah. bunnies. Yeah, yeah. There's some people that are like super into bunnies, furries. Furries <laughs> are probably really they're called furries. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, I, speaking of religion, I found out something. You can pretty much uh, you can comment "God is good" all the time on just about any post on uh, Facebook, and nobody gets upset. Because what? Yeah, it's, you can say "God is good" all the time. Because the religious people think you're being serious, and the not religious people think you're telling telling a funny joke. <laughs> That's well, you know, I'm. Uh, <laughs> I, I think I, you're right. I mean, I'm with you. I mean, I wouldn't do it on like, oh, my best friend just died or something like that. Because no, that's you when know, you do it. That's when, yeah, yeah, but they can't prove. Put it to the test. Yeah, they can't prove what I meant by that. Put it to the test. God is. I've, I've done that. I've legitimately done that on a few posts lately. Just God is good all the time. <laughs> There's one about the little Nas X thing the other day, and I was like, God is good all the time. You know, people be liking it from both sides video? of the aisle. No, I didn't. I think you should. I've watched the memes. Nah, the music video is good, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm not trippy. against it. I like the the old uh, old town road. Yeah, no, I mean, I mean, he's making music. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's making music. You know that um, old town road was a nice nail sample. You know no, that? you didn't know that. No, no, I didn't know that. What, what are we talking about? No. Yeah, so the 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 beat for old town road. It was this this kid in Sweden who was like eighteen, made I the beat. He made the beat out of. Uh, a, a sample from so Trent, Nine Inch Nails, Trent Reznor did this uh, thing called Ghosts, Volume One through Four. Yeah, um, you might. Uh, I know. I yeah, know. it's like all we we went to the Ghost tour. That's right, we did go to that tour. Um, but that that album was um, he released that as like Creative Commons and just said, hey, you can. That's why it's always on like NPR stuff like that. There's always like bumpers on public radio and stuff with the tracks from the Ghost album. Because it's yeah. it's free to use, and so this kid in in Sweden or wherever made this beat, and uh, Lil Nas X, uh, he uh, it was like a TikTok challenge of like making a country rap song. So he uh. threw that beat underneath it and did the original version of it, and then when they re-recorded it or whatever, he he didn't have to do this because he had bought the beat from the kid. He paid for it. Yeah. When he when they were like, we gotta, we want to release this as a song. He's like, okay, well, you gotta, you gotta give this kid publishing rights. So, Trent Reznor and that kid both have have a writing credit on or whatever it is on that song, and that's because mm-hmm. Nas X was like, hey, you know, hook my boy up. That's dope. It's a kind of cool story. I that that made me like yeah. him a lot more. That song was annoying, but <clears throat> it was fine. Yeah, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't care. This new song is all right. Yeah. Um, the music video is fun, though, dude. It was, it was a good, it's a good music video. Yeah, I, when it's not. When was the last time you watched a music video? 
<laughs> I mean, I've watched some '90s music videos when I've been going down. Like, you just out here watching Black Hole Sun. Yeah, just Black, fucking Hole Black Hole Sun. Sun. <laughs> God, don't you come? Yeah, those big, those eyes, man. Those eyes. They stretch those eyes out. Haunts me still. <laughs> God is good all the time. <laughs> <laughs> You got, wrong. you got any housekeeping? Uh, go to the pier and get a Balboa bar. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, this should be some weekend. <laughs> I had a, I had a little piece of housekeeping. So yeah. as, as promised, the Space Jam trailer dropped. Space Jam 2. Oh, God. And, you know, as we promised Jackal, I, I watched it. I didn't make you watch it. After I saw it, I was like, I'm not going to make anybody watch this piece of shit. It's Good. it's fucking garbage. Is it? I mean, original Space Jam is a piece of shit. I was just about to say, like, uh, are we sure that the original Space Jam isn't garbage? Oh, the original Space Jam <laughs> is trash. Just garbage. If people just, like, think that they... If you went back and watched that movie now, you'd be like, ugh. This sucks. <clears throat> um, yep. And I say that as having never actually watched the movie. I can just tell you that. <laughs> I'm confident in that. <laughs> that movie sucks. Just trash. Just straight to the trash. Um, yeah, fuck that movie. Yeah, so it's 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 bad. I mean, it's like I well, the thing is, is like, so the whole conceit is like, there's 2D cartoons in the real world, right? That's like the whole. That's the whole gimmick of, of... That's what the movie's about? But that's Space Jam, right? <laughs> Original Space Jam is like 2D animated I characters know. interact with real people, right? Yep. Well, for some reason, they've made the characters three-dimensional. Like, they're like 3D, badly computer-generated. So it's like... Well, now it's almost like... That just defeats the purpose of it to me. You know? I don't need to see the 3D Porky Pig. Why didn't you just make him 2D? Like that's the charm of it is that they're interacting with these two D animations, but no, I'm just like, oh well, this is a fucking this is nightmare fuel. What 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 if Porky Pig looked real? It's, it's like one of those things where they like animate Mario as like a real person or something. You're like, oh, they got so interested with whether or not they could, they did not stop to think that they whether or not they, they should. should. Yeah, ironically, they make LeBron two D in one part of it, and I'm like, what? 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 That's not how it's supposed to work. I don't know. It's just garbage. Problem for me is I really like LeBron James. LeBron I, James. I do too. I am not hating on it because of LeBron. You know, I mean, I like Michael I, Jordan I too. You're not. So, LeBron. Mm. Um, LeBron. LeBron James. Yeah, he uh, he's. <laughs> there is a line in it where he goes, "What in the holy matrix hell?" <laughs> That's a what? line. That's a line from it. Uh, Don Cheadle is the bad guy in it. And no. He's not some, he's not like, uh, you know, some kind of like evil Looney Tunes character. He is just Don Cheadle. It's just Don Cheadle's the bad guy. Well, I, Don I think Cheadle Don Cheadle didn't even know he was in a movie. He was just like hanging out with LeBron. <laughs> you know? Yeah. That does happen. It's just, just trash. And they're all mad that they cut out Pepe Le Pew or whatever. 
Who is they? Who's out here? Like, you know what they. I really enjoy about this Looney Tunes is Pepe Le Pew. This, I, I love this rapist skunk. It's just great. <laughs> My life isn't complete without this rapist skunk, like, being all creepy and shit in a kid's film. That's... There's people upset. I've seen it on my Facebook. Upset about that. Oh, wh- what are they going to cancel next? I'm like, you're going to live without Pepe Le Pew. You know? Like, remember Nothing like... sacred. Remember like 20 years ago when y'all was eating Freedom Fries because you didn't like the French? Just keep that same energy. <laughs> you know? I mean, uh, you know, uh, Dave Chappelle did, this, did the Pepe Le Pew joke years ago. What was that? He did on one of his old specials. He just talked about how creepy Pepe Le Pew was. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I forgot it. Obviously, yeah. He's like he is. I think it's the same one where he talks about Snuffleupagus as being a like crackhead or something. Uh huh. Hey bird. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah it was that so? <clears throat> well, I'm glad that you did that for 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 Jake. You know that you put yourself through that trailer and. I'm sure that I'm sure that Jake is just going to take it and understand completely what you're saying and not, you know, probably change his opinion. He might. I don't know. I We'll see. But the, the bigger story is that I didn't make you watch it. <laughs> That's really the gift, truly the gift of the Magi there. That I no, it sounds like just this. it sounds just like a gift is what it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. Sounds yeah. real pleasant. <laughs> You did me a favor there, and I, you know, I appreciate you for it. I don't want to, I don't want to dwell too much on you being nice to me. I don't think yeah. that, you know, I, I know for sure that's not common, but I'm certain that that's not why the fans are here. True, but I did get halfway through it, and I was like, hey, 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 I can't wait to make David watch this. And then by the end of it, I was like, <laughs> this is too bad for me to make him watch that. That's not. <laughs> was it like a minute forty five seconds? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, nah, I can't make. I can't make any. I can't, you know, with good conscience, make any human being watch this. No, nah, I kind of want to go watch it. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hold on one second. I'll be right yeah, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I watch this bullshit. What a piece of shit. Uh, I put it up as my hot uh, take Sunday for today was that the original Space Jam sucked. And of course people got on there and they're like, this isn't a hot take. Everybody knows that Space Jam sucked. Motherfucker, they don't. Every person on my damn timeline talk about how great Space Jam is for the fucking past 20 years of my life. I've been hearing people say how great Space Jam is. I oh, do like that logo, I love though. Space Jam. I do love that logo. I would wear some merch. I wear some Space yeah. Jam merch. I love Looney Tunes. I love the Looney Tunes. Except for all the racist see, I shit. I don't like you know. Looney Tunes. Yeah, you don't like the you don't like some tat. You don't want to get a Taz shirt. Get your name. I mean, I wear I wear I wear a Taz shirt. I just don't I just don't like cartoons. Roadrunner. Yeah. Uh, Wiley Coyote and Roadrunner. That's some that's real. That's good stuff right there. But the rest yeah. of it's just fucking annoying to me. I like all of it. I you know some. Fucking Poghorn Leghorn. I was just about to say, I know you like that Foghorn Leghorn. <laughs> I say it, boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, the Foghorn Leghorn, a.k.a. every, like, South Carolina politician of the past, you know, 100 years. Uh, yeah. The current governor of South Strong. Carolina. Is, I say, you well, ain't no I'll chicken fight. hawk. You ain't no chicken hawk. Oh, you ain't no chicken hawk. Yeah. <laughs> Roll racist fucking rooster. Get out of here. <laughs> uh what's uh you, you got any hype 
Yeah, my hype is your foghorn leghorn impersonation. <laughs> I say, boy, you ain't no chicken hawk. I am too a chicken hawk. <laughs> That's what that little thing I- is. That little guy. The little guy that he's his little his little friend or whatever. It's been eighteen years we've been friends. Yeah. I've never gotten tired of it. I love it when you pull it out. Go ahead, do it again. Do it again. I say, boy. I say, boy. You ain't no chicken hog. <laughs> I think I've seen. I think I've seen Foghorn Leghorn like maybe twice in my entire life. So to me, this is like the greatest impersonation you yeah. do because I have no. Because you don't know how bad, like off, not not no fitting idea. it is. I mean, I do have a lot. A lot of my comedy is is Looney Tunes based because we got the Porky Piggin, you know, buddy, 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 yeah. buddy, buddy. <laughs> didn't realize it's so so like influential on me. Oh man, what's your hype? So, uh, Jackie's mom and grandma got me a drill. My birthday's coming up in a couple weeks, but uh, uh-huh. they they got me. They went ahead and got me the drill that I wanted, power drill. Um, and what are you drilling? Whatever I want now, just drilling stuff, <laughs> just going out and drilling stuff, man. Just looking for just stuff to drill. Keeping the streets hot. Keeping drilling the streets it. hot with the drill. Just going and fixing other people's shit, you know, and <laughs> walking away. Shit, uh, I know better than that. Yeah, I'm, I'm out there fucking up people's shit. That's what I'm doing with it. <laughs> nah, I, I just had some projects I need to do use a drill for, and I've had like three drills in the past 10 years. And every single time somebody borrows the drill and then doesn't give it back, and I can't remember who borrowed it. <laughs> so my last drill was this cool drill that my dad gave me that has like a, you can put different attachments on it. So it has like a drill, but also has a saw piece that goes on it and stuff. So sure. I have all the accessories for it, but not the drill, because somebody borrowed the drill and didn't give it back. So I got that, they, they, they got me that drill. So now I'm back in business with all the extra accessories until, until someone borrows it and loses it you know say my gift to you is uh, you just tell me who borrowed it and didn't give it back i'll go i'll go talk to him go get it then that'd be awesome because then i'd have like four drills yeah you know just get you to go show <laughs> yeah up. but you only you only got two hands i'll make it work the drill i can try, probably drill up some sort of rig that lets me wield four <laughs> You ain't no chicken hawk. You ain't no chicken hawk. <laughs> I am too a chicken uh, hawk. Um, <clears throat> yes, yeah, so I got the drill. RA fix. I had, like all the projects that I would like got. <laughs> I have a bunch of projects that I needed. The last part is to drill something. So there's a bunch of things that were like half finished, and they've been that way for like a year. And uh, now I just went and just did them all in one day. Now I don't need the drill anymore done well take it back just yeah i mean somebody will come borrow it before before long and i'll forget who it is, so. yeah hey um, man you gotta you gotta drill hey i need man, a drill just drill. just for the weekend and then yeah I, it sounds like you're insinuating that ninja t would borrow my drill and not give it back i don't think that's the case <laughs> ninja t might be the only person i trust with my drill these days i tell you what man i can't speak highly enough ninja t and the other day I was over. I was I was hanging out with my buddy Kyle. Yeah, and uh, he he brought up that story about how one day Jake had like uh, accidentally video called everyone <laughs> in that Instagram group. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah butt dialed. <laughs> and then it was just Kyle and Ninja T. He's like, "Yeah, man, we had like a five minute conversation. It's great." <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish I'd have, I'd have witnessed that. that I would have loved it. I mean, it's great. Like Ninja T, just like just getting a random call from Ninja T, something you can never hope for something better, you know. You know, I want to say this, and I'm I'm not. Uh, I, the the answer is I don't know, and probably I I don't care, you know, okay, and yeah. it's nobody's business anyway. But uh, <clears throat> Kyle was like, Kyle was like, hey man, does like does Ninja T smoke pot? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I I mean, I don't really know. He was like, well, I mean, it kind of seemed like maybe he was high. I was like, no, that's just Ninja T. Yeah, that's just his baseline. He's just a chill dude, man. He's just the chillest, man. His resting heart rate is about 12 beats per minute. Yeah, man. <laughs> just just chill. I'd never seen Ninja T mad. I probably wouldn't be able to tell if he was mad. I probably made him mad before and just never knew. You definitely made him mad before. I remember. I remember we made him mad before. How did we make him mad? Well, you know, it, for context for everybody else, Ninja T and, and J-Ho and I used to live together. Yeah. Uh, we lived together for a summer, and we were working at the summer camp. We lived in the same cabin, and each night at about 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night, we would load up into the car, and uh, we would drive down the road to the local Wendy's, and we yeah. would order what we called JBCs, Junior Bacon Cheeseburgers. This yeah. was back when it was on the dollar menu. It was an actual dollar, not some bullshit dollar nineteen. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was ninety nine cent. Yeah. And um, we'd load up on those JBCs. Now the thing when you're gonna or, if you're gonna order, you know, ten JBCs, you need to do the favor of just ordering the standard JBC. If you're you know yeah if we can't have no custom. Then, we gotta you're just gonna have to take the the tomatoes off. You can't yeah you can't get it without the tomatoes. Yeah, well, Ninja T didn't like tomatoes, and he yep. wanted he wanted no tomatoes, and we started we started calling them pirate burgers, <laughs> and <laughs> and it, this went on. You know, I mean, look, if you do this five nights a week, yeah. for six weeks in a row, eventually Ninja T, we lit his fuse at the beginning of the summer, and by the yeah. end of the summer, us <laughs> haranguing right. him in the car, he finally broke. He's like, "Look, man, I just don't like tomatoes. It's not a big deal. Just let me eat my pirate burgers." <laughs> I remember that we tomato shamed him. Yeah, we tomato shamed him. I remember that now. You know, man can only take so much. So, <laughs> oh god, I miss those days of getting a hot JBC and smushing it between my hands, just just getting it as flat as just, possible. Get, yeah, eat that. Just god, getting the sack full of them. Yeah, gross. Yeah, yeah. They like they're about like seven dollars <laughs> now. I think <laughs> they probably are. Yeah. Well, you know. Raise that minimum wage. All of a sudden, you got a fifteen dollar burger. Whoa! What's going to happen when burgers are five hundred dollars? I don't know, motherfucker. <laughs> I guess that all the businesses will go out of business because you did that. Everybody's yeah. going to go out of business. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess we'll all just be broke from buying five hundred dollars ABCs. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck Shut up. Shut the fuck up. Um, what's your hype? <clears throat> well, I already said my hype. What was it? Five horn leghorn. <laughs> oh, that's the hype. That was your hype. All right. Hell yeah. What's what's your not the hype? Uh, I mean, I really want to say Matt Gates. Not Gates. Think... Matt Gates. Oh, Matt. The Gates. congressman from Florida. Oh yeah, yeah. He's. I mean, that's. You don't even have to say that's not the hype. 
That's not that's my not the hype for sure. I mean, uh, I'll tell you this. Um, I did something stupid the other day. I, Go on. After after <laughs> after the uh, weightlifting competition, you know, big competition like that you usually take a week off. And since I did two competitions, kind of back to back, I was like, I'll, I'll take the week off, and then when I come back, I'm just gonna freestyle for like a week. Yeah. And um, there's a kid at the gym. He's about 24 years old, which means he recovers from physical strain pretty quickly. And uh, he came in uh, during his break week and he said, I'm going to do 10 sets of 10 back squats. And I said, that's dumb. You probably shouldn't do that. And he said, I know. And, and he did it. Mm. And he wound up, he wound up after he did 10 sets of 10, he was like, I'm going to do one more just for the hell of it. <laughs> yeah. And he wound up doing 18 sets of 10 back squats. That's 180, wow. 180 squats. And it was it was a it was really something to witness, right? Yeah. And and it kind of stuck with me a little bit. And I was like, I wonder what I'm made of. <laughs> and now I'm getting up there in years, and I don't recover as well. And yeah. I took the same percentage of my one rep max that he took from his one rep max, which is just fifty five percent, which is not an overwhelming amount of weight, but it's still you know uh, it's a lot of squats. And I, I went in there saying, look, if I do four sets, that's fine. Because four sets of 10 is normally what I start out with when I'm starting a new training block, you know. And I was like, I'm going to get these four sets in. We'll see whether or not. Maybe I'll do five. Maybe I'll do six. And I wound up doing 10 sets. Yeah. And I was completely and utterly incapacitated for the next four days after that. And I hadn't felt that kind of pain and soreness ever in my life before and uh and i was supposed to you know i'm supposed to go train with my buddy down in westerly down in you know thursday i i honestly i couldn't do anything yeah i just kind of sat so i just did a lot of sleeping but going to bed earlier my hype's still out is my goal for this kind of week and it has to do with this so i'll let it be okay yeah see i, I, had, really I had the same experience last week um but mm -hmm from uh from putting a bookshelf together oh really yeah i had to, I had to crouch down a bunch to put this ikea bookshelf together and yeah. uh by the end of it i was like out for like four days my my legs hurt <laughs> so bad i just was like laying in bed just like oh, bring me some water shaking your fist at ikea yeah Those swedes yeah the swedes just cursing youth just well, what, what kind of bookshelf was it big bookshelf uh, we got these like tall, skinny bookshelves to put our uh, graphic novels on that we got for our wedding presents. Did you get one whole one just for the Achilles? Well, that's what? we're building this. We, <laughs> we can only get through building one. That's how uh, intensive it was. So when we build the second one, I've got a, there's an Akira wing on that one. So it's a, it's a whole. It's got to be that 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 box set is so big. I'm not even sure it's gonna fit in there. I might have to actually build a shelf just for the Akira box set, but. Um, well, you got that drill now. Got the drill, so I can just put it, you know, put it together, build me one. Yeah. <laughs> my uh, my not the hype is April Fool's Day. Tell me, come on. I hate April Fool's Day. It's the least funny day of the year. To borrow a bit yep. from Anthony, to like alter a bit from Anthony Jeselnik, it's like everybody. It's the day where everybody who thinks they can sing goes to the opera and and gets on stage. You know, it's like everybody thinks they're hilarious. So there's there's basically most there's occasionally a funny April Fool's joke, but most April Fool's jokes fall into one of two categories. Either they are 
too believable and thus not funny. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or they are too ridiculous and thus not funny. You know? Yeah. You have to get that balance of like believable, but still like, oh shit, you know? Like, and it's, it, I really like jumped the shark some point. Like, we're in like late state capitalism or whatever, you know, late stage capitalism. When the brand started getting attached, you know, jumping on it, just sort of like ruining the Super Bowl ads. Once everybody got out to get, oh, I, I just watched the Super Bowl for the ads. And then it fucking ruined the ads, you know? Yeah. So now all the brands are like, oh, this is funny. Look, we've released a car that doesn't have any doors. It's like, oh, you got me, Ford. That's awesome. That's hilarious. That's why would you even, what, what would somebody do with a car with no doors? Like, I don't, I don't get why that would be even, well, all right. I guess that's jokes these days. That's a, that's a joke. That's a joke. Ford made a joke. Hilarious. Oh man. That's hilarious. Ford is so funny this year. I just got to buy a Ford. It was so funny. And the people that find those April fool's jokes funny are just like the, just, I mean, no offense. I'm sure that like Jake and Matt love them, but <laughs> I was I was gonna say you you're about to dig at Jake right now. You know, I mean, it's like those people love those <clears throat> type people post minions memes on Facebook. <laughs> the minions movies are so funny. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's just like I just can't stand it, and I just don't like it. And, and then like you teeter into the the stuff that's like all right, the like. The ones that are like, actually, people could be upset about, like faking pregnancies and stuff that people do. Like a friend of mine showed a wrecked car. It was the same car as his, and it was totaled. And it was like, oh, say goodbye to the Lexus. I'm like, that's horrific. People yeah. think that you almost died. Yeah. I'm gonna get on there and be like, hey guys, hey everybody, I've got, I've got butt cancer. You know what I'll say? What? God is great all the time. God is good all the time. That's what you, that's the correct response to that, you know? We got, um, there's, there is a Swedish company that makes barbells and plates and stuff. And it's kind of like the number one brand within the sport. Yeah. And they're called Alico. And they do, I find them to be the, the most tasteful version of this. Yeah. Where they'll they'll do they'll like release a new product each year on April first. And this year it was inflatable plates. Okay. And yeah. and the, and it's <laughs> like I'll send you I'll send you the Instagram uh post about it because it look they they like professionally designed these things and they have professional photographers for it. Like last year it was hexagonal plates, which is like you know the dumbest thing ever because yeah. You, they're supposed to be circular, you know, it's just something just a little bit, but they put some care into it, you right, know, and they yeah. make it look good. And, and it's, it's obvious, but it's also just a little bit, I don't know. I mean, I know exactly what you're saying. In fact, I agree with you, yeah. you know, it can't be over the top, you know, just do just something, just a little head nod toward the day is just fine. Clever, and that, something like, a little clever, mm-hmm. but not too like, you know, ooh, ooh, look, ooh, at ooh, look at how, how yeah. clever we are. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I, yeah, the, the the magic the magic the gatherings Japanese site like magic the gathering Japan did a GeoCities just whatever GeoCities version of their page from like '98 kind of thing. Yeah, and it, they actually put a lot of work into it, and I was like, okay, that's kind of clever. It's not really a joke, but it doesn't offend me. It's, it's like cute. I can see that that's kind of cool. 
If it's yeah. something that's cool, like, you know, there's sometimes, like, sometimes video game companies do something r- stupid but cool for April Fool's Day, you know? Yeah. But most April Fool's jokes are just trash. And I'm just like. I remember yeah. loving it as a kid. Right. Yeah. I mean, I probably loved it too, but also it wasn't ruined by every brand in the world having to have an April Fool's joke, you know? Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I would always... My number one prank was to uh, put saran wrap on the toilet bowl and try to make it as smooth as possible so that whoever was going to go to the bathroom next either peed or poo-pooed on the uh, saran wrap. (laughs) A classic. Yeah, a classic. I was a real prankster. Boy, you got him. That one would would not go over well today. You just get canceled. It's just... uh... I did see um, that uh, when when he was in college, Conan O'Brien got a bunch of uh, jackhammers, high-vis vests, uh, helmets, and he and his friends blocked off a street in Boston, and they started tearing up the street, and then he, <laughs> ca- he called the state police and said that um well he he said that a bunch of fake cops were trying to stop construction from happening and then he called the city cops <laughs> and he said that a bunch of college kids were acting like construction workers so <laughs> the cops showed up to try to arrest the kids and then the, the state police tried to arrest the cops that, <laughs> that, that's a that's pretty good that's pretty that's, good. That's, that, good that's one that would get you shot now but yeah, that's pretty. That's, that is pretty good. Yeah. But Conan O'Brien's an actual comedian, so yeah. right. Well, that's his there job. Yeah, that's sure. funny. How maybe go. the people that you know whose job it is to do jokes. Uh, leave it to them. Well, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Who am I? I mean, let us know. You got a good prank? Go ahead and email us. I don't like the old stuff at gmail.com. Yeah, I don't care about your prank. I'd be, but I'd you be scared send it in. I'm not going to read it. <laughs> Just go on living my life. <laughs> yeah. I've got two, uh, I've got four days left to live. That's just joking, everybody. It's funny. That was a funny joke, right? Because you felt really bad that I was going to die. But now we can all laugh about it. I'm going to leverage your care for me and... For for my own personal joke. Yeah. Here, let me manipulate you into into laughing out loud. Um what's uh so your hype still out is uh to do with, with weightlifting? Well, it's not so much to do with weightlifting, but I've I've been I've my goal this week is to sleep at least seven and a half hours every night. No, oh, wow. What what do you get? What's your average? Mm, twelve to fourteen. Fuck off. I get it good. I mean, I don't know because I <laughs> are you counting time that I lay in bed or time that I'm actually sleeping? Sleep because I, I sleep probably I, I lay in bed for a good you know 12 hours and I sleep for a good three out of those, you know. Damn, you know, the dog poking me in the side and the you know the pillow's always pushing my neck weird and yeah, <laughs> the pillow's always pushing my neck weird. Yeah, the way Jackie stacks her pillows, it's like a way that like you cannot it's as if you're like had your head against a brick wall. 
So it's like my neck is like pushed, like my chin is pushed down in my chest if I'm sleeping on my back. I don't know what's worse. The, you're blaming Jackie for the pillows or the here we have a podcast and this is what we're finally talking about. Yeah, there you go. My wife, um, you know, and the dog, the dog's not a big dog, but uh, don't tell him that. <laughs> he uh, sleeps sideways and uh, aggressively pushes me off the bed during the night. So. Women be shopping. Women be shopping. Women do shop. <laughs> Um. Yeah. What's your hype still out? Uh. So my hype still out. Well, one update on my previous hype still out. I did not make top twelve hundred in Magic for last month, which sucks. No. Yeah, I fell out of it because I like you, you know, gambled. You got caught stacking. You gambled too long. Nah, just I fell out of the top twelve hundred. So then I had to play, and um, at that point it was a different set, and it just I just had a, a string of bad luck. I also had the program disconnected me a few times, and they just, you just lose those games. So I just got fucked on that. And so I'm pretty bummed about it. But anyway, we'll try again in the future. Um, and the hype still out is, uh, you know, got the Xbox, that Xbox Series X. Got it up and running, but uh, I haven't played much on it. So hoping to get some games. Have you in played me. anything at all? Yeah, I played some Tetris, which was fun. Did you get that new Tetris? Yeah, yeah. I've been playing the, uh, the, it, it's uh the Tetris is it Tetris Connect or something? Or? Yeah, Tetris Connect. What do you think? It's fun. I'm doing the little campaign, the little journey mode, which is like a. It reminds me of that game Res. Have you ever played that? That was like a. There's a beat going in the background, and you're like trying to like do the rhythm thing. It's almost like a rhythm game, but with a uh, Tetris, you know. And it's cool. That's it's got I, the I soundtrack. Was, uh... is cool. It's got the little like fake Kanye West song on there, and like. Did yeah. you have you finished the journey mode yet? No, 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 no. I haven't. I haven't gotten gotten too far on it. But uh, it's it's fun. I, I didn't play it for very long, but it is good. Okay. It's really good. Um, and I played Warzone for a half a minute, and then was like, oh, this really sucks if you're not playing with other people. So that you know. Um. So I'm just like terrified. I don't want to go into it. You can't. It won't launch a game that's like single player on there for some reason. So I would have to go and get matched with other people. And I'm like, oh, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Well, I'll take care of you. Yeah. We'll I want to. Hopefully, I guess maybe. Is it Monday? Did you play? Was it Monday I or usually Tuesday? play Monday, Tuesday nights. Yeah. Okay. Well, hopefully, <coughs> hopefully tomorrow night I'll be able to get on with you guys. Well, maybe we'll just uh, cut this podcast short and go play a little bit today. Yeah. You know? Fuck. Fuck this podcast. Um. Yeah, so the hype's still, I mean, I'm sure that's going to be the hype, but, you know, so far, it also took me, like, 15 days to download the damn stuff, because it, my internet kind of sucks, and these these games are so big now. <clears throat> yeah, they're so big. Just ridiculous. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, I'm stoked on it. What's Wait. up? What are you, what you, what have you been consuming? Well, <clears throat> I've been, um... Getting back into like, well, I will tell you this. Did you? I don't. I don't think we talked about this last week. We didn't. Waxahachie for the anniversary of her Saint Cloud album, she tracked three cover songs, uh, and all three of them are really, really good. The first one is um, Lucinda Williams' song, which I was like least familiar with. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is Light of a Clear Blue Morning from Dolly Parton. Mm -hmm. 
<clears throat> and it is great. Good, it's uh, so good. And then the third one is uh, Streets of Philadelphia, Bruce Springsteen. Oh, right? wow. Yeah. And um, cool. it, it, I, they, I guess they came out on Friday, this like a week ago. Yeah. And um, I listen to all three songs at least once a day throughout the week. And um, and then on, I guess it was Wednesday night, I was driving, you know, I was in the car for like an hour and I was like, man, I really want to listen to that. Whatever album that, you know, Bruce Springsteen songs on, I want to listen to what other songs are on that album. And I couldn't find it for the life of me. And then I learned. It's a soundtrack. You know, I want to, yeah, it's off of uh, Philadelphia. Yeah, I think you want to, I think he won an Oscar for that. I bet he did. It's yeah. a killer song. It's a good song. Yeah. The Streets of Philadelphia. That's yeah, a, you gotta check out. You gotta check out Katie's version. Of I'm it. down. I didn't, didn't know you were holding holding back, holding back on. Well, that. when you when, now when you go go into like Spotify and you go to Waxahachie, you, yeah. you you'll see Saint Cloud plus three. Oh, uh, okay, okay. And so it's, it's like a it's three songs special at the edition. end of that album. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. I'll check that out. I I, I speaking of Waxahachie, that Anthony Fantano, who I've been watching some of his videos, yeah. I was like, let me see what his review of St. Cloud was, and he's like, this is the most boring, just rote, I don't, I don't like, I like Waxahachie's old stuff, blah, 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 and I just un- unsubscribe. Uh, unsubscribe. Just like, oh, you know, she just not, doesn't show any range on any of the songs, and I'm just thinking that she needs to blah, blah, blah. I had already was like worried about. Uh, I was like wondering if I'm supposed to like this guy or not, and I'm like, man, this dude really likes to hear himself talk. All right, no, we'll keep, we'll stick with it. And then, uh, yeah, he's just like shit on that, and apparently he hates uh, Dark Twisted Fantasy. Thinks it's well. Like, now I'm wondering whether or not your impersonation of Foghorn Leghorn is as good as your impersonation of Anthony Fantana. Yeah, what's up, folks? Uh, I have a bunch of boring opinions on music, and I've got my John Lennon glasses on, so that must mean I'm right. So shut up. I love that your disagreement with him means that his opinions are boring. <clears throat> yeah, if it's not, if it doesn't line, align with my opinions, my opinions are exciting. Space Jam sucks. <laughs> exciting. Sublime sucks. Exciting. Makes people mad. <laughs> what do you think I'm saying? Uh, I did. I totally forgot this segment <laughs> until we got to it. But I've been watching Nate Bargatze stuff for a week oh. now, all week. <laughs> yeah, I watched coffee with cream. Both. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want anybody to see me walk out of here with. Yeah, um, I've watched. Uh, I watched both the specials, and I've just been watching. Apparently, he's been a regular on the Tonight Show for like a decade. Yeah, and I didn't realize it. He looks totally different. The old him. He looks younger now than he did back then, somehow. (laughs) But uh, yeah, he's he's really funny. His delivery is the is the funny part. It's not necessarily some of the jokes are like some of them are absolutely hilarious, and I just could not. I laughed until I like hurt. But some of them are like, okay, this joke's all right, but the way he delivers it just sells it, you know? Yeah. And uh, just the way he's like, yeah, they're doing all right. You know, um, and uh, Man, yeah. that, that segment on the dead horse in Tennessee kid, it's just, <laughs> it gets me every time. It's like, you know, just like, you can't really kick it away. You just gotta, you gotta call up some friends, you know, yeah. you gotta lie to them. You can't tell them. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we're here to move that dead horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I bet we're gonna have to move that dead horse by the end of all this. Yeah, it, it, it is fun. There was one bit. I can't. It wasn't the the Starbucks thing was funny, but there was one bit in the the newest special that I just laughed and laughed and laughed and had to pause it. I was just dying laughing. Also, the it's he does two jokes about the Wilmington, North Carolina Serpentarium, which was a beloved place that did shut down because the owner. The owner's wife killed him, uh, but it was like a snake museum, you know. I used to go there. I used to, when people come to town, I take them to the Serpentarium because it was like a cool place. You could, and you would go in there, and there'd be like, oh shit, it took there's me. I think did I take? You probably did. Or we at least we went outside of it. You were like, hey, this is a Serpentarium, but I don't fuck with snakes. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Well, it, 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 it was crazy because it was like this dude that owned it was like super. I mean, he's renowned all over the world. I mean, he Bergazzi goes into that in some of the jokes, but um, but you would walk into that place and be like, "Oh shit, the anaconda's cage is open." Where? Uh, oh fuck, it's right there. It's just walking around. It's just like slithering around the place. <laughs> it's just walking around. It's just oh, I walked in one day and there was just a full komodo lizard, komodo dragon, just walking around. They're like, oh, they were like, oh, that wasn't supposed to be open. They're like shooing it back into the crate. I'm like, is that supposed to be out? <laughs> that's that seems like that should be put away um but yeah he does that bit on that on the um because he had a he had an episode of the netflix stand-ups thing which is yeah a kind of a variety show with a 30-minute set from various yep. comedians and so his his on that he had the first one and then he does the follow-up on the on the next special um but it was just weird to hear this weirdly specific joke about this place that I thought always thought was like, man, this is this place is weird. Yeah, because the guy it was a conspiracy theorist. There was like a huge wall of like chemtrails propaganda. No, I stuff. remember you talking about it on the podcast, yeah. talking about that lobby area being all about chemtrails. Yeah, it had like pictures of like a family with like just scabs all over them from the chemtrails. It was like, oh, this is gross. Um. That guy was just bizarre, but he also, I mean, he, he got bit by a cobra one too many times, I imagine. But, um, yeah, it was really weird to hear that specifically thing because Nate Bergazzi he's not from, he's from Tennessee. He's not, he has nothing to do with Wilmington. I guess he was just here doing this stand-up at the Dead Crow or whatever, the, the comedy club here. Yeah. He didn't really say why he was here. He just tells the jokes, but it was, it was, it was interesting. Cause it's like it's like wow. such a like weird but specific thing. That I'm like, oh, somebody else has witnessed this thing here. Died. You know, it sucks. Cause when that yeah. guy died, his his son was really young, like like two years old, and he inherited the whole thing. And then some developer bought it from the kid, and then they tore the the serpentarium down. Put them snakes on the ground. Yeah, the 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 people that worked there wanted to keep running it, but they I don't know. They mm. shut it down to put in more luxury apartments. Awesome. Oh, that's good. Great. You need some more. Yeah. We don't need anything for people to actually come, you know, enjoy as tourists here. They just need apartments to live in. Um, yeah, that's but it, I, I'm just watching all his stuff and, like, all his – I mean, and a lot of it's repeated jokes because it's, like, bits he's done on other things. And, he, yep. you know, when comedians work on jokes, you see them over different clips in the internet age. You see them over time and – but yeah, he's just his delivery. People, you and Sydney both said this guy. It's like sounds kind of like you in the way that you like 
tell a joke or whatever, and and I I can see it. Uh, I'm not nearly as funny as he is, but um, no. Yeah, we can we can agree on that. But uh, yeah, he it's just it's just pretty great. So props on that. Sweet. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> well, you know, I mean, I guess all I gotta say is, if you're not watching the OC, get the fuck out. Welcome to the OC, bitch. This Here is we a, are. This is the OC, episode 27, The Ties That Bind, season one finale. Um, I didn't, I, when I watched the recap at the beginning of this, mm-hmm. I was like, oh shit, like, even though that last episode kind of sucked, it actually set up all this drama to happen in this one. Yep. So I was like, oh wow, I didn't think anything happened in that episode, and then watching the highlights, I was like, oh yeah, they actually set up a bunch of dramatic shit and it's like real soap opery, but I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out. The overall main plot is that, uh, Caleb and Julie are getting married. The unholy union as all the characters refer to it. Um, and then we're dealing with the fallout of like Marissa being blackmailed to go live with them. Um, the other major storyline is Seth, uh, I mean, uh, Ryan dealing with the fact that Teresa has told him that she is pregnant and they don't know if it's his child or not. Um, and she is still living at the Cohen's house. So they're trying to figure out what's going on with that. And the rest of the family kind of is trying to navigate that. And, uh, then Seth is dealing with the fact that he is like grown to be like a brother with, with Ryan over the past year and things may, may change that, you know? Um, with this, 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 this bombshell of that Teresa is, is having this baby. Um, we do have a, a, a sort of, I mean, well, it is a heavy, a really heavy subplot with Kirsten kind of, uh, being there for Teresa as Teresa tries to decide whether she's going to have an abortion. Um, which is a heavy subject for a show this time, I feel like, but, um, Kirsten is like Kirsten gets to step up and like sometimes they don't give Kirsten enough to do, um, but she really gets to like step up and do do her thing as the mom in this. And we also find out it's it's alluded to that that Kirsten at some point has had an abortion, and uh, also mm-hmm. the <laughs> bombshell that clearly Sandy doesn't know that because she kind of like almost tell Sandy, but he kind of, we think he kind of figures it out, but they don't really address yeah. it. Um, but it is like this heavy thing, you know, and, um, Teresa decides to keep the baby. And we also have, you know, with Ryan, she asked Ryan to go back to Chino with her. And, uh, we have to deal with, with Marissa, you know, Ryan and Marissa are kind of back on track and he's, he's leaving to go, go with Teresa, you know? Yeah. Um, and uh yeah that's kind of the that's that's kind of the the main plot lines what did, what did you want to what do you want to tackle well um i i mean i don't want to i don't necessarily want to say it but maybe Therese is a shitty server cuz that scene of her where Kirsten comes to the restaurant like this is like a bad joke but like she's like overwhelmed uh but there's only like seven tables there and she's not <laughs> she's not really She's not, she's not doing a lot, and she's not, she's not getting tipped well. And we got to imagine if she's in, if she's in the OC, and everybody there is, you know, really rich. Now, granted, rich people probably don't tip that well, but uh, she's like, 
she's like, you know, 32 cents. And then like, she's fucked up something behind the register and she's not, I mean, I don't know. I just thought I was watching. I was like, I don't know, man, maybe you're not that good at your job. Like maybe get a different <laughs> job. Yeah, maybe I'm working for $11 in tips a day. Where? What the <laughs> yeah, fuck? Like, $11? Like the, it's gotta be more than that. Yeah. Well, to be fair, she is clearly, she's like the IT person for the cash register system for the POS. Yeah. I'm um, like, there was something else going yeah. on though in that scene that I couldn't remember. It was like two things. And then I was like, well, maybe that explains the tip. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Here's your shitty tip. I, I, I just had the, 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 I was like, it is. I mean, granted the show is, there's so many things that we have to just suspend our disbelief to go along with the show, but it's like, really, you're going to have this baby and the Coens who are rich have said you could stay here and you're going to go back to shitty Chino. Like, Okay. That seems like a bad idea for everybody. But, uh, you know, all right, sure. Take Ryan with you, I guess. Yeah. The uh, Jimmy Cooper had the line of the episode, I think, when he said, well, your mom has to wake up every morning and meet Julie Cooper. That's punishment enough. <laughs> yeah, he definitely had some, he had some good digs. Uh, I did like uh, that. Thought- you're, you're a little thin right now. Are you not talking into the mic? Okay, okay. Okay. Um. I thought that Caleb having the black eye was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a black eye because Jimmy, Jimmy sucker punched him. And then Sandy said, well, that's because Jimmy hit him. If I had hit him, he would have had a broken nose. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, that one of the other formulas of the show, can't you guys just make up like, how many things does Caleb have to do that are terrible before they're just like, maybe we just don't have a relationship with Caleb anymore. Um, yeah. I mean, don't, yeah, <laughs> there does come a time where it's appropriate to cut somebody out of your life. Yeah. That's, that's, that's some, some relationships are toxic. So, yeah. Um, um, I love that. Caleb, I thought this episode okay. was a little bit like a flashback episode. It was, it wasn't a flashback episode, but it's funny that before, like last week, we were talking about the Family Matters flashback episode because <laughs> yeah. Dan wanted to give a shit. But like this, you know, we had a lot of references to last summer in this episode where people were reminiscing about last summer. And we had, you know, Summer watching Seth breaking down his boat saying, I can't believe your boat's name is Summer, you know, and um, there was another there was another moment where we had it, we just had a couple moments where people were talking about oh the last summer was so bad this summer was supposed to be good and there was a lot of nostalgia in this episode which i really appreciated like yeah. i liked the, the you know the the job of the writers here was to reference just how much you know time we have traveled over the course of the season how much material has been covered yeah um there's a lot of and, there's uh, a lot of callbacks um and a lot of uh homages to things that happened particularly early in the season, which having been such a long season, um, it is kind of interesting. It's like the, a full circle kind of thing with um, even Ryan's outfit when he's leaving in the end is uh, the same outfit he wore when he, when he showed up in episode one. Um, yeah. And, uh, and they, they, well, that I had that I had written down the Chino uniform, yeah. hoodie and hand <laughs> hoodie, wife beater and a handheld camera. Yeah, yeah, and he has to go back in the same thing that he wore because they can't, you know, yeah. 
they won't let him back in unless he uh, he's wearing the same thing. Um, they also did a uh, they did a, a lot of uh, sort of uh, homages to the the classic shot from the intro of him looking out the window. Yeah, in sure. It, that in, yellow Plymouth. Yeah, in it in an episode one, he sees Marissa at the end of her driveway in the same way he sees her at the end of this when he leaves. Um, yep. There's that sort of thing, and um, yeah, there's other things. You know, they go to the beach together, and they're like, "This is the beach where we got beat up by the this," you know. By the the by Luke basically, and uh, yeah, and, and Summer and and Marissa are like, you guys were at that party, <laughs> yeah. Which is, right, that was another one of those. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's great. That it was really good. The time, the comic, it was good timing on it. You know, it was like funny, but just a, that was when they were on the beach, and that was that Iron and Wine music cue that I thought was one of the two music cues that was just like so good. Yeah, I, ha- I have a whole thing on the music cues. So whenever you want to do that, um, well, there were there were two on them. I mean, I don't have too many more notes other than that music cue when they're on the beach. I thought was really fucking good. So that's um, that's the sea and the rhythm by Iron and Wine. Yeah, which Is that I off think, our endless number days. I th- I think so. I mean, this would this would have been around the same time as as Garden State, right? And that's when I first. First heard Iron and Wine, I believe. Oh, that's not off. Um, Wasn't it? That's on. Uh, let me see. That's off. Uh, <clears throat> that's just a single. Okay. That's just a single. Yeah, yeah the it's, scene. It's a really yeah. nice uh, scene. This is the where, the where Ryan reveals to them that, that he's leaving, which yeah. I will say feels a little unfair to Marissa. Like if that's your girlfriend, why you, you kind of spill it on? But I guess <laughs> they're all such good friends that it's appropriate. I don't know. Um, what was your other music cue that back to that? Um, I was, Oh, no, you're not there. Hello. Yo. I'm gonna pause it. All right. Uh, all right. So yeah, you, you, you broke up before you said their second, uh, music cue that you were talking about. Well, before we get to that second music cue, which I know you've got listed, I was I was woefully disappointed in Ben McKenzie's big acting moment when he sat next to Sandy when he was talking about leaving and how he didn't want to let his child grow up and like him. And it was just so obvious that he was trying to be poignant. He was trying to like muster the tears, but he yeah. just couldn't do it. And I was like, ah, yikes, like, you know, wait a second. Has Ben McKenzie gone this whole time and just, like, been the worst actor on the whole show? We've just been distracted <laughs> by Marissa. <laughs> I, yeah, I mean, he definitely, I mean, it, it, Sandy and 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 uh, Seth are the two best actors on the show. Well, and, and, and probably uh, Julie Cooper <laughs> are the best a- actors Blowing on the, the show. Clip, yeah. You know, and so, so we do have these moments where the other actors that aren't as good get, get, outed i guess by <laughs> you know by because yeah. sandy's so good in those moments and uh i mean you know he was, he was doing his best but yeah i, I agree it's a little he's trying to cry he couldn't really cry but it was rough yeah um so we've got the the final montage of the episode yeah is i think i mean it's got to go up there with season finale montages of just really effective storytelling in montage form. 
And one of those things is the fact that they bring in this, you know, Jeff Buckley cover of the Leonard Cohen song, Hallelujah. Yeah. And I knew moments of this. Like, I remembered Marissa standing on that um, balcony drinking the vodka. Yeah. I remembered, um, I although I was really upset with, like, Seth's response to this at the end of the He's like end of the episode, him being petulant and petty and like being mean to Ryan and then him, quote unquote, running away, kind of like sailing away. I remembered him on the boat. What I did not remember and what actually, Joey, it made me tear up was Kirsten stripping the bed and then clutching the pillows and crying. That slaughtered me. Yeah, I I, I teared up during that whole montage and I definitely it, it it. The dam broke when she started crying. Um, oh, God. The woman who didn't want any of this to happen. I think we right? underestimate her character a lot throughout the show because she's not the most exciting character. Um, mm-hmm. But she has some... She has some... When she has a great moment, it's really great, you know? Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was tough, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and Seth... Uh, Ryan gives Seth the map that... that that Seth gave to Ryan when he left in the first episode, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and Seth kind of throws it down, just kind of like denies him that moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Which is, which is, uh, he's petulant, but it's also like, yeah, I mean, it, this, this kid is immature, you know? He's, he's matured a lot over the season, but he's still an immature kid, you know? Yeah, um, sure. And, and spoiled and, you know, to a degree by, but yeah, yeah, that that so that hallelujah, and this was before hallelujah has been just run into the ground, right? Um, it's yeah. been in every poignant video game trailer, every indie you know, drama trailer. Not always this version; it's covered a million times. That this is probably the best cover of it of all time. It's the Leonard Cohen song "Hallelujah," and covered by the late great Jeff Buckley. But it is very effective in the scene. The way they use it is just—it's not heavy-handed, but it's like emotional, you know. Um, yeah, it got me. Yeah, it got me too. I definitely, I definitely teared up. It got dusty in here a couple times when I was watching this today. Um, yeah, I, I, I got a little, little misty when they went to the beach and stuff. You yeah. know, in there. What? Well, there's that iron and wine. Yeah, that because of that song. There's also um, "Flying High" early in this the episode, which is a good song uh, by Jim and J A E M and Paul Herman. Um, uh-huh. just nice little you know, good singer songwriter kind of song. Um, and then the cover of "Maybe I'm Amazed," which is a Paul McCartney song. Uh, mm. At the wedding, the wedding reception, which is oh, also yeah, yeah, yeah. also a nice moment where these characters are like dancing with each other. Uh, Seth and Marissa kind of have this nice kind of goodbye almost at this because she knows he's leaving. Um, it's yeah. bittersweet, but and then we we see not all the characters have lines, but we see them dancing and kind of enjoying their each other, even though they're at this like dubious event. Um. And that so that's that that gym cover. Maybe I'm amazed. Is uh, number one a great cover? Number two, one of the songs that's like on the the, the collected soundtrack. It's one of the great songs from this season. Um, and number three, trivia. That that was the only time she's ever performed it was for that recording. 
of it, mm. uh, apparently. But it's just really, she's an Australian artist that uh, she was kind of hot for a little while. I think she had a song on the radio for a little bit. And then she just, I don't know what happened to her, but she's actually performs it in the show. She's, she is the one singing it at the, the reception. Um, mm. So those, that was the, 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 the musical cues. Uh, the season is of course, like the show is just the soundtrack to the show is just fantastic. Um, and, ter- and turned me on to a lot of new types of music I'd never listened to before. Um, that also I wanted to point out that that reception and the, and the wedding, the wedding is in this little, like, it's kind of interesting. Cause I've made the point before that like Caleb and Julie are like the evil stepfather and stepmother getting married. Yeah. teaming up and there that, that that whole wedding scene has a very fair fairy tale vibe to it it's this in this chapel and it feels like a a, a fairy tale you know it's kind of interesting yeah i mean my big takeaway from that was like the whoever the casting director is i i um they suffered on on on, on filling the uh pews on this one it was just a bunch of it was not, you know, like they needed to go down to the, whoever they got to be extras in the country club. Like these people, a lot of these people at this wedding were just like way too randoms, too obviously background <laughs> actors. It was just bad. It was like, what are these people doing at this wedding? Nobody hanging. These people ain't hanging out with Caleb Nickel. Yeah, like why didn't we have any of the noopsies there? Like that, I wanted to see the noopsies. They've yeah. kind of fallen off. Like the the that one noopsie just doesn't show up anymore in anything. Yeah. After the after the uh the the, the, the swinger swinger party, she she got murdered or something. I don't know. But uh, yeah, they <laughs> she, they definitely she like the wrong watch. Yeah, they definitely. Had, there is one. Uh, speaking of background actors, there's a scene where uh, Seth comes into the restaurant where Teresa works, and he shuts yeah. the door on that on the extra behind him, just <laughs> slams it in the guy's face. I'm like, damn, that was rude. <laughs> well, um, he is selfish. That was well. Speaking of selfish, that scene is like that's the breaking up of the the Scooby Gang, right? The Scooby Doo Gang. He said he accuses Marissa of being selfish and causing this problem. Yeah, and and it's very rude, but it's also very understandable. Like he would say that it's not not right that he says it to her, but it's it's that desperate logic of like you know my best friend is leaving and it's your fault. Cause it can't be, yeah. it can't just be life's fault. Um, it was, it was, it was, t- Seth was a tough hang this episode. Mm. Yeah. I mean, he does have that nice moment with summer. He has two nice moments with summer. One is where he's kind of pouting at the wedding and she comes to find him. And he does say to her, the, the boat was named after you. Yeah. Um, he reveals that to her. Cause she's like, huh, it's kind of weird that your boat's named summer. Um, and the other moment was when uh, Seth and Summer are trying to cover up the fact that Ryan is leaving or what? Not leaving, but that Teresa's keeping the baby, I guess. Yeah. And they have this kind of slapstick Seth and Summer moment, which they they have had some of those nice interactions. They're pretty funny during the season where they act like an old married couple or whatever. And this was one of the ones where they were like, "Yeah, Ryan's you know, checking on his hair and stuff," and you know yeah. they they both sell it. Um, even though they're, ter- mm-hmm. they're doing a terrible job of like making excuses for him or whatever. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Seth's sailing away at the end, which, you know, I mean, we, I, I'm not, I don't even remember what happens, but it's kind of like, wow, these parents of the year here, <laughs> the kid just run away on a boat. 
to, to go to Tahiti, but um, some other things. Oh, uh, they at one point, Adam Brody is just doing his like comedy, chewing up the scenery, and they're like, "Oh, you're the king of the Segway." <laughs> To him, because he's like making a segue between pudding and something else or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he just keeps saying pudding over and over again, but it's kind of funny. Um, he he's like trying to cheer Ryan up, and he's like, it's like Hanson playing the cruise lines. He's like, oh, it, it, is this too complicated of a time for banter <laughs> about boats and Hanson? <laughs> Which is a nice a dig at Hanson was hot at the time, you know. So it's like, yeah. or like on the on the tail end of being hot at the time. Um, God, you know how long ago that was? It's two thousand four. It was Umbop. Yeah, Umbop was like two thousand one or something, right? No, I was Umbop is a reference of time. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. I got you. No, it's not funny. Don't yeah, laugh I, at that. I tried. Don't laugh. Um, yeah, all right. Not as not you. You didn't try as much as I did to try to make that work. Um, uh, I, no, I nailed it. You just didn't get it. Jimmy has on the most cargo ass cargo shorts in this episode. <laughs> he has cargo shorts. They're like you know that joke about like it's things inflating when they get lizards like inflating their bags uh, when they get scared or whatever it's like jimmy's pockets have inflated because he's being you know persecuted by by julie um he's how about the fact that like him and Haley are just like cool like everybody everybody seems cool with it now like they're dating yeah everything is so like almost incestuous between this because it's like oh you're dating the sister of the woman that your wife thinks you were cheating on her with but she's but also like the father the sister of the woman who probably had the the abortion was probably your child Uh, that's yeah Ah, i didn't think about that jesus (laughs) well then it's like oh you're dating the daughter of the man who's marrying your ex-wife it is very soap opera when you put it all on paper. Like we kind of forget that it's such a soap opera thing. They're all intertwined in this way. And uh yeah, uh, well Julie gets some barbs in where she he's like, "Oh, you're dating everybody knows you're dating her because that's you want to be with Kirsten and you can't be." What do they call that in psychology? I think it's called transference. <laughs> yeah, she she claws out just like Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah, a, well, I mean, he attacked her too about being the gold digger. Yeah, he did. There, there and there's a Marissa, Marissa had to be the one to break it up. Yeah, yeah, she did. I felt bad for her in that scene. Um, she's just truly in the middle of that. Um, uh, there's also a moment where um, Melinda Clark is like having so much fun at the wedding. It's either the wedding or the I think it was at the wedding reception. That she, she, you can tell she kind of breaks character. She's just kind of oh, smiling really? in this way that I'm like, she's actually having fun. <laughs> like, this is nice. like a good time. Um, yeah, interesting that we had a party. We finally had a party that nothing horrific happened. Yeah, nobody got in a fight. Everybody was like, other than Seth pounding, pouting, and Ryan leaving. We don't have any like. Nobody went in the pool. You know, nope. there wasn't a pool. Nobody, nobody went off that cliff. No, I was a little worried there for a little bit, but um, and 
yeah, we and we have you know it's sad. We in the end we have the gang breaking up, and it's a it's a heavy thing. Also, like so, in the beginning of this, and and throughout since we've revealed Teresa's situation, like they're like, well, it might not be Ryan's, but then they just kind of like throw that possibility out the window in the end, right? I mean, why why does he they, go? Why does he go with her? Like, if he doesn't know yet, or like, I mean, I guess he's just trying to do the right thing no matter what. But yeah, he's going just in case. Yeah, it is a little bit like okay, well, you've chosen Teresa over Marissa. Marissa's not mad about. I would I, Marissa should probably be mad about that. You know. I mean, I think this speaks to a, a, an era of like, well, if you. If you if you might be the father, then it's your duty to go act like the father. Yeah, I guess versus so, like yeah. going on Maury and getting the paternity test. Yeah, right. Test. Yeah, it definitely leaves things in this like cliffhangery way. Um, so cliffhangery. Yeah, which which is I mean that's good that for that style of TV. That's a, that was a pretty good. I thought it was a pretty good finale. It leaves us wanting yeah, I thought it was more. Great. We want to know what the the mysteries. We want the mysteries to be solved, um, and everything's left in the you know, a la like the end of Empire Strikes Back. Like everything's kind of like fucked up, you know. <laughs> like it's dark, and Seth has run away in this very like uh, self destructive way, you know. Um, Anyway, uh, I have a couple it of made, it, you know it's it's crazy because I um I remember the first time I watched this and how affected I was by Seth going away on that on that boat and and I was probably I think I was 19 years old. Yeah. And I myself had kind of run away after high school. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'd like right. left my town and I was, yeah. I, I didn't sail away on a boat or anything like that, but I left and I, and I didn't plan on coming back to Tennessee. Yeah. Just like in general, you know, I was like, yeah. this is it. I've escaped. And I had, I remember relating a lot to Seth's discontent with his place of origin the same way I had felt that way. Right. Yeah. And so I watched that and I remember thinking like, Oh, how it was kind of romantic to me. Yeah, it's kind of like you and wish you could was, do that. Like, mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I watched this this time, and I was, you know, I was just like, oh man, how fucking child, how rude, how childish. Leave a note for your parents. You leave a note for, you know, summer. And then I also remembered, in that moment of seeing it, I remember one of his early lines of dialogue in season two. Gotcha. Cause it's, I mean, it's obvious, you know, we're going to have a season two, so we're going to have to, we're going to have to eventually get the game back together. Yeah. Well, don't spoil it. Right. Yes, we will. That, yeah. It, I'm not it, it is not, it. it is not too far fetched to think that some of these characters at least are coming back. <laughs> right. Yeah. And, and I just remember, I remember the joke. It gets made, and I was, uh, but but it, I, I also remember at this time just thinking like, because I had the DVDs for season two, yeah. and I remember being really damn happy I didn't have to wait a whole summer. Well, see, I did have to wait because I watched this, I watched it in real time, so it was like wow. it was a gut punch to me, you know. And it's yeah. a, it was a time yeah. where you never knew if a show was coming back. I mean, the OC was a phenomenon. It was very popular the first two seasons in particular. 
Um, but yeah, it was a, it was a real gut punch where I was like, Oh, what's going to happen? You know? Yeah. There was no guarantee that there was going to be, you know, more of the story. So, um, yeah. Yeah. It, it is interesting. Um, I've got a couple, I got a little bit of trivia here. This one okay. has some trivia stuff. So Adam Brody doesn't like boats. Okay. So when he sails away, he is not in the boat at all. It is a 40 year old stunt double in a wig. Now the close-ups of him, which I presume I presume he doesn't like being in a moving boat because the close-ups there is close-ups of him rigging the sail and stuff. But if you yeah. look at it, I looked I went back and looked at it. When you see him sailing away from behind, it is clear that it is a dude in a wig. You know. Um, which is kind of <laughs> funny. Like Adam Brody has this like phobia of boats or something. Um, when Ryan leaves Newport, he's wearing the same outfit he arrived in one year before. He also watches Marissa at the end of their driveway as he did in the first time he left kind of a flashback the final scene features the first five cast members from the opening credits julian summer are not seen so uh the 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 final montage is is the original five you know sandy kirsten marissa seth and ryan wow Um, yeah so that's that's a that's a that's a choice they made which is interesting Mm -hmm. um it, Mm -hmm. it shows you why this show is good because it's deeper than just telling some shitty you know, dramatic story. Um, and then Marissa tells her dad that she's getting ready to move into the ha- the house on Haunted Hill. Peter Gallagher, Sandy Cohen played Dr. Blackburn in the 1999 remake of the film house on Haunted Hill, which Jackie and I recently watched. Um, and so that's kind of a funny little thing. They seem to dig at Peter Gallagher's acting career a lot. In this. <laughs> um, which is probably because I mean he's so good. What was something I sent you? A, I sent you a screenshot of something he was in the other day. I can't remember what that movie was that I screenshot that he was in. Oh, it was from. Uh, oh, I don't. It was from the Hudsucker Proxy, the Coen Brothers movie. He was a singer in that. Oh, okay. He's only in it for a few seconds, but young, young Peter Gallagher. Um, yeah. yeah, that that was all the trivia. Let me see if I have any other notes. This definitely this this episode was heavy. There was especially like the abortion talk stuff was real heavy. Um. And they they could have like really made that not work. Like it could have really been like, oh, like that was insensitive or whatever. But it was actually really, I thought it was well done for a show like this. You know, sure. Um, it wasn't really played as sensational. It was just kind of like this sad thing. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I have on that. Pretty good, pretty good episode though. So, are we gonna stick on? Are we going to go to season two? What do you think? Uh, I kind of think we have to keep going. I don't want to just stop here, you know? Okay. I don't know. I mean, do we we take a break for a while or we just keep going? Man, fuck that. I can't stay on this cliffhanger. Yeah. I wonder if anybody else is still watching. Ninja T's still watching, I bet. Ain't none of them watching. All right. Well, fuck (laughs) y'all. Get the fuck out. Yeah, I feel like in particular, we don't want... We don't want Rachel Bilson and Melinda Clark to like get ahead of us with their, with their podcast. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna check that podcast out whenever it comes out. Yeah, oh, me too. Yeah, I I don't I, know when it's out. You know what we should do is a recap show of their recap show. Their recap yeah. show. <laughs> yeah, let's do that. After we'll just go back through season one, uh, but list through their eyes. Right. Um. I am really genuinely, I thought about this today. I'm genuinely interested in them, how they're going to tackle some of the problematic stuff. 
particularly with their character, like, well, you know, like, they, they, their characters interact with people. There's jokes that are not appropriate anymore, these sort of things. I wonder if they're going to address that or, like, talk about those things, you know? Mm. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see. Mm. I wonder if they're going to talk about Pepe Le Pew getting canceled, you know, like that sort of stuff. Um, we'll see. Um, we'll find out. I'm excited for season two. Yeah, I, you, you. I was on board to like keep going originally, and you were kind of like, "Eh, maybe we just stop at the end of this." But now to hear that you're interested in keeping going, I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. I, I'm not sold on season three. Well, we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. Yeah, we'll get done with season two, and then we'll, you know, yeah, see how it goes. Yeah, I wonder how many episodes are in season two. Uh, I can find out for you. Yeah, let's have some dead air. I mean, we haven't had too much dead air. Well, if you would just keep talking, then. Uh, uh, what? Uh, uh, what? 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 Um, there are twenty-four episodes in season two, so three less than this season. Okay. And season three. God. Season three is twenty-five. That's, that's basically Christmas. And then what? Season four is like twelve episodes. Season five is season three is twenty five episodes, and then season four is sixteen episodes. Yeah, people yeah. were done by just then. the yeah, just the sad, the sad petering out at the end. But anyway, we'll we'll deal with that later. Um, okay, so you can check us out on our shitty website, iolts.com. You can email us. I don't like their old stuff at gmail.com. Uh, you can find us on some po- podcasting platforms if you want. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's us. You're welcome for uh, our wonderful analysis of season one of the OC. And uh, if you play your cards right, you're going get, to get, get more of that. So, um, anyway, you got anything else, Groove? Man, I'm good. All right. Well, we out. See you next time. Have a good night.